Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Bartolet. Today, well, firstly, it's been an awfully long time since the last podcast recording. I've actually done two test recordings to try to get out some more audio and discuss a few topics, which I will discuss this evening as well. I also have a long-form chat with Chris Abbott, which will be coming out shortly too. However, unfortunately, there have been a conspiracy of factors, let's just say, which have delayed this podcast coming out. Now this is late Friday evening, I thought I have to get some audio out and make amends to some of this. The biggest thing that I've been working on, aside from my open source project Noble Ape, which has been taking a good portion of my spare time, is that I've decided that I need to control, control is perhaps the wrong word, I need to manage the number of unpainted miniatures that I have. And really, honestly, it's gotten to a stage where, as I described in a recent podcast recording, I discovered that I had a bunch of American Civil War stuff in the back of the closet that I'd just forgotten about. So I pulled everything out of the closet, and I bought two boxes of, um, I don't know how many figures fit inside. I think, what is it, 9 by, so 90 by 4, so 360 maybe figures per box. And I'm just going through, can it be 360 figures? Mm, Maybe, yeah. Anyway. I'm just going through all my unpainted lead, and the result of this, which is why I'm actually putting this out in podcast form, or one of the reasons I'm putting it out in podcast form, is that if you listen to this podcast, I am more than happy to send you a parcel of unwanted Barbelay lead. So if this sounds like something that interests you, and you want a bunch of unpainted miniatures of a wide variety of styles and types, including just a bunch of stuff that either needs to be paint stripped or, you know, if, if if you need to fiend off other people's lead piles, please get in contact with me, barbele at gmail.com, bravo alpha romeo, bravo alpha lima echo tango, or alternatively through the Facebook group, because I'm more than happy to send lead internationally if need be. But what I want to do is just contain, I don't know, for the past maybe three, four years, I've been buying miniatures periodically. And the hope was certainly in the past couple of years, that I would employ miniature painters and get them painted. But I've now come to the realisation that this thing is just taking up way too much space and way too much cognitive energy. And what I'm going to do is consolidate down what I have into maybe, well, I'm looking at it now, maybe three boxes worth of miniatures that can get at least painted in a civilised period of time through painters. I've also, in recent weeks, and you can go to Long Funk, I think Long Funk 49, and hear the gory details associated with this, but I've recently let two miniature painters go for reasons outlined in the long funk recording, and this ultimately has created a great degree of catharsis in my own life, and I've realised that I maintain a very particular relationship with a couple of painters, and I have occasional relationship with another painter, but and also I use frontline painting for most of my bulk. Actually, that's not true. I have a fellow in Aptos that I use periodically as well. But, you know, I have I have a smaller group now. And certainly the top miniature painter in the world currently, Mark McSlans, who I use for really old Citadel figures, and he does just an amazing job. I mean, that is the top of the line in the world. A small number of figures to him. I don't know how many a year I get painted through him. Let's just say six to nine per year painted with him. And, you know, that just is untouchable. That's like my old stuff with Kirill Kenev. And under that, it's just volume now. And really, 
I'd like that to stop. So I'm going through a wide variety of my, I've got literally five, seven miniature cases plus two, four of keepers. So I'm going through my old cases and ideally I wouldn't donate them to charity. Ideally I'd get listeners to get in contact, but if I haven't heard back from listeners in the next couple of weeks, then it's going to the charity pile, which I've done in the past. Historically, I've given miniatures to charity. And, you know, I'm hoping that they go out into the world and are picked up by young folk and aren't just dumped in some trash pile somewhere. But if they go to the trash, they go to the trash, I guess. So if you're interested, please get in contact. So I've talked a little bit about miniature painting. And a part of this is driven by the fact that I've, the Chechens have been sent out. I still have, if you're interested in Chechens, I still have mm, maybe 90 Chechens um, that I could send on to people if they're interested. But the main bulk of the Chechens, which is actually not true, the 90 or so Chechens in addition that I've sent to be painted, they'll probably come back in a July timeframe, maybe an August, September timeframe. So I have a lot of time for the rules to percolate and work through that stuff. And when I did this assessment, I haven't even assessed the 15 millimeter stuff. I've got two three small cases of 15 millimeter that isn't even part of this. Let's get things fixed and painted. Remit. So I don't know. I'm just trying to manage this thing. We haven't even started talking about rules. Let's talk a little bit about rules. So as you may be familiar, I released a change to the just plain chaos rule set, took it into work. Literally the first, it was non-player character because the fellow couldn't attend the game, but he was the strongest advocate for movement towards the headshot rules. He was killed by a trajectory of five, well, it was three headshots out of five people firing at him immediately as the game began. And I thought to myself, I really have not playtested this. I've broken my own rules with regards to the Just Playing Chaos rules edition. So I'm actually going to back those rules out. So the ones that went into the feed back when my voice sounded maybe a little bit worse than it does tonight, but still pretty bad, they didn't really play out very well. And I'm feeling very mindful that this was the wrong thing to do. I have spent an inordinate amount of time, certainly since the last recording, working on my open source simulation, Noble Ape. And part of that is a simulation called Noble Warfare, which ultimately is from ancients through to probably at least American Civil War. Maybe even you could do First World War and some Second World War stuff simulated at a pinch with it. But certainly organized and um, trench and kind of I don't know, early skirmish stuff. Certainly everything through the English Civil War you could simulate with this computer simulation. And I wanted to talk a little bit about computer simulation sometime in the future of these recordings just to give some insight associated with my linking thoughts. I've talked a little bit about the write-your-own-computer-fantasy games and what that did in my life. But I think there are certainly periods and rule sets which benefit from computer simulation, like actually... Having wargaming rules that you codify, run through simulation to see what happens if games are played 15, 20, 40, 100 times. And certainly I'm a strong advocate for that. And I'd like to do an exploration of that, maybe around the Just Playing Chaos rule set, maybe around the Chechen rule set, maybe taking Noble Warfare as a thing and writing a set of ancient rules about it. I talked a little bit about the close combat rules or the close combat game, maybe in my conversation with Chris Abbott. I'm not sure if this has been aired audio yet or not, but about close combat and what close combat meant to me 
in terms of seeing what was clearly a war game rule set applied through a computer game. And this is associated with Steve Jackson. So when I meet Steve Jackson in about, what is it now, five months time, I will have the opportunity to talk to him in greater detail. Perhaps, who knows what I'm going to talk about. I've also discovered a wide variety of early Rogue Trader, which is the first futuristic miniature game that, well, that's not true. It was Doctor Who. There was a bunch of futuristic miniature games that came out through Games Workshop prior to Warhammer 40,000. But it's the first iteration of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I think you can say that. Pretty sure. Anyway, so, so much to talk about with regards to those two gentlemen when I have an opportunity to have a lunch with them. I think one of the things that has always fascinated me is how they brought together so many polymyths and just generally curious characters and were able to keep them in a period of time where it would have been relatively easy for the huge political drawn out sagas amongst the various participants in the early games workshop how they got all that thing to work out it just strikes me as an impossibility in any case so yes whether or not i talk about close combat who knows i'm been through the fighting fantasy rules various fighting fantasy game books getting a sense of what inspired me early on. And I've realised, in particular, with the rogue trader obsessive folk who record YouTube videos, that my level of obsessive fan interest is just not quite as great as many folks that look at these people is. I feel, really, I'm more interested in written history. I'm more interested in reading a written history of Games Workshop than I am an obsessive fan in a general sense. And the way in which I got the lunchtime meeting was by donating, I think, 500 US dollars to their book writing fund, which I did many months ago, maybe 18 plus months ago now. So it's taken them a while to actually get this book together. These kind of projects take a long period of time. But that's how I got the lunch. It was purely cash down lunch to be had. So... No mysteries associated with this thing. So that's where I am currently. Surrounded by miniatures, thinning down the miniature hordes, looking at maybe four commission boxes that uh, will be going out, hopefully to be completed by the end of the year. And then my hope is, you know, I say this, but I ordered some mid-Second World War Germans, just regular Germans, maybe mm, 14 of them recently. So I say to myself, I'm not going to purchase any more miniatures. But I've already done that because I have a gap in that area. And I have a lot of partisans, some airborne troops, British commandos, other kinds of folks that could be doing raids on mainland Europe in the early 1940s. Yet I don't have any standard rank-and-file Germans. I've got a bunch of Fulschenjäger and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, I need some regular Germans just to have in this general thing with the view that if I create a World War II skirmish game, it's one of the scenarios I'd like to act out. So it's a standard cliche in podcasts to apologize for not getting audio out. There have certainly been a wide variety of life events that have kind of consumed me in recent weeks, but I have never forgotten about the podcast. And I'm really very appreciative of the number of listeners we have to this podcast currently. It's not represented on the Facebook group. So if you listen to this podcast, Please also join the Facebook group. If nothing more to prod, this should be called a prodcast around the podcast. If nothing more to prod me about getting out future episodes. And I have to send a shout out here to Chris Abbott because he has dutifully emailed me about how long it has taken me to edit his audio 
and get it out. So I'll be working to this end somewhere over the next weekend. Honestly, though, the subsequent two weekends are train wreck extreme for me. So I don't think I'm going to be recording any audio on the weekends coming up, but maybe I'll have some weekday recordings. I'm heading down to LA through next week, and I'm heading to the North Bay the week following in the weekend time period. So maybe I don't think we'll go through St. Louis Obispo. I'd love to go through St. Louis Obispo again and check out, what is it called? Neptune Comics and Games, which has been the epicenter of an amazing metal miniature hall of about two years ago. Highly unlikely we'll go through there on the way back, but you never know. So many different possibilities coming up, but I just wanted to put out there that I appreciate the listeners and I appreciate the long suffering listeners through this. And if you want to get some miniatures from me sent all over the world in a wide variety of different packing styles, please get in contact with me. Bravo Alpha Romeo, Bravo Alpha Lima Echo Tango at gmail.com because I have literally cases of the stuff currently. And if I don't get any takers, they will be donated to charity within a three week period of time. So if you don't want them, they'll go. Thank you very much for tuning into this podcast. I know I say this periodically, but this is very much a word of mouth podcast. The numbers that I see with regards to the podcast are really very strong. And that indicates that people are telling their friends about this podcast. But if you haven't yet, or if you have some friends that you think might enjoy this podcast, please let them know. And hopefully I will record podcasts with a slightly better voice at some stage. Although my evening voice has been deteriorating rapidly. Hopefully through the summer months it won't be quite as bad. Tom Barbelay in the San Francisco Bay Area, signing out.